All right. Welcome, wingers. How y'all doing? Welcome to Winging It, the West Wing podcast. My name is Andrea, and today we're joined by my friend and yours, Sarah Johnson. Hello, hello, hello. Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year. Yeah, 2017. Oh, man. 2017. It's also... It's fresh. So fresh and so... so clean, clean. It's not that clean. No, it's Because uh, in real time, if you're listening to this... The week in which it is produced, it is the last week of the Obama presidency. <laughs> I say this only to mention that I had a lovely interaction with some people on Twitter at Wing and It Pod, and some people are going to be binge watching the whole West Wing series this week. Whoa! As a lead up, <laughs> as a it only takes six days. I think that's, that's what oh, I've wow. read. That's an, that's some serious binging. Yeah. I, I think that's awesome. So by the time this comes out, they're probably mid-binge and haven't left the house in a couple True. days. True. Uh, because of the uh, upcoming inauguration. I wow, think... I know. I cannot believe it's next week. It's it's next week. Also, I think it's uh, their secret plan to, f- to fight uh, maybe Trump-pression? Oppression? <laughs> Not sure if that's a word. Um, anyway, just things, I I've, I get it. things I've heard on the internet. Um, today we're going to talk about season six, episode eight, eight I believe. This in eight. the room. That's a big episode. It was a There's large. A lot in it. It was a venti-sized episode. I like this one. I did too. I feel like we. Well, we'll get back to it at the end if we have time. But Rob Lowe yesterday was was hinting at mm-hmm. a reunion. Mm-hmm. He said it might happen. I mean, that's a pretty big statement coming from one of the main characters. It's a pretty ballsy statement to make if you don't have some sort of. I th- we've we've discussed this on Instagram and, and on Twitter and on Facebook that it can't happen without Aaron Sorkin. Absolutely not. It will not happen. It's a non-starter if he doesn't write it. The odds of him writing it. I just don't see it happening. Slim to none. And to be honest, I don't I don't know how I feel about it. I apparently there was some chatter on other podcasts that shall be remain nameless because they have sponsors and we don't. Uh, that there might be like more likely to have a prequel. But then, how would oh, you even do that? The they're pe- all the so people, old. They can't play it. So no. would they do a West Wing prequel that didn't have the original players in it? And would it be as successful? I don't Let really me just see say, that if happening. It's a prequel thing. I don't know. I'm not gonna. This is not Star Wars. I I just don't know. And I don't want. Can wanna, we just not ruin it? I don't want to cause a Star War. I feel like Rob Lowe might just be trying to find a a TV show. Rob, that goes. I love you, but you need to not. Just don't. Just don't say it. I know he wants know. it to be the Sam Seaborn show. We love Sam Seaborn. If they want to do some sort of strange spinoff about Sam Seaborn. I'm not saying I wouldn't give it a shot, but I don't know. You I know how like I feel about just, reboots. Uh, yeah. Let's just... I don't know. We'll leave that where it is right now, but if you yes. want to contribute to that conversation, you can email us a voice memo. Uh, just record it on your phone. Email it to us at thewestwingpodcast.gmail.com. However, today we are going to talk about In the Room, season six. Let us sing. You and forget that this is a part of it every time. I do. Every time. <laughs> I don't know why I do. Okay. Do you like how we fade ourselves out naturally? <laughs> we do that for you. Um, We're professionals, guys. We are professionals. Mm-hmm. Let us do a quick TikTok of what just happened on this in this episode. Yes, quite a bit happened. Yes. 
Penn and Teller are here. Yes. It's Zoe's birthday. Yes. She's sitting next to Charlie. Just wanted to point that out. Yes. And they burn a flag in the White House. Do they burn a flag? Do they? I don't know. Do they not burn a flag? Is it just an illusion? If it just disappears, if no no one knows how it happens, did it really get burned? See, if they they had had uh, David Blaine come in, none of this would have happened. Nope. He wouldn't have burned it. He would have just like had Eaten it show it up something. on the inside yeah. of, a, of a beer bottle. Or like thrown it up or something Or like levitated mm-hmm. on the flag. It's true. I'd pay good money to see that. I would too. Except I'd be afraid to be in the same room with him. Um, so they burn a flag. That's a whole big to-do. We're still on the China summit. We're actually getting wheels up and going to China. And All at- of us except for Josh. <sighs> Man, it's a, sad, <laughs> it's a sad convoy without Josh going. And uh, as set up in the previous episode, Bartlett is having some side effects of the MS. Yes, quite substantial ones, actually. It, yes. So that is the stakes are high. Aside from that, in terms of the, the campaigns yeah. for the upcoming election, we've got Hoynes isn't really doing anything in this episode. Mm-hmm. Baker drops out of the race kind of before he officially was launches. Never really technically in, yeah. And uh, Bingo Bob offers Josh a job, and Arnie Vinnick also throws his hat into the ring and says, Hey, I want to be on the West Wing and also the president of it. <laughs> the end. So that's what we have in this episode. A lot. It is quite a bit. It's a hefty episode. What, uh, what did you, where would you like to begin? Um, should shall we begin with with Pin and Teller? I keep thinking of the song "Don't Tell Him," and I'm like, "Don't." If there's some sort of joke with "Don't Pen and Tell Him," "Don't Tell Him," "Don't Tell Him." Um, actually, I forgot to introduce our special guest today. We have Teller. Yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> he's sitting right here. Yes, he he's, is right here. He's gesticulating wildly. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. waving. He wants you to know that he's present for our discussion. Mm-hmm. He's very excited to be here. He's doing some of his best work. I really, I'm so, thanks for being here. Mm-hmm. He, he approves of everything that we're Teller, doing. Teller, exactly. he does. Um, actually, I read something fun online, and I know that everything on the internet is 100% always right. Yep. So I just thought I'd pass this on in case you're wondering how... Penn and Teller got on the show. So this episode was written by Lawrence O'Donnell, who's also one of the producers who took over when uh, Sorkin left. And apparently, Lawrence O'Donnell is friends with Penn and Teller. Of course. Or Penn. He's friends with Penn. Penn. They're not like the same person. How do you become friends with Penn and Teller? You hang out at the Magic Castle? I mean, how do you become friends with Teller? I don't, I don't know. He's not telling us right now, just in case you're wondering what that pause was. Mm -hmm. Um, So, anyway, apparently Penn was not a fan of the West Wing, but Lawrence invited him onto the show for this storyline, and they agreed. Because apparently they do a rendition of this flag-burning bit in their Mm, Vegas show. There it is. So, this episode episode wouldn't have happened if Lawrence O'Donnell hadn't had a little trip to Mm -hmm. Vegas and seen his... Magic I guess friends. we're lucky he didn't go see uh, <laughs> any number of things. Well, the lion, the lion tamer ones. Were they? Who knows what would have happened? Yeah, I know, right? We have like I lions on West Wing. I wouldn't mind seeing lions with like Santos. There you go. Oh yeah, that's that's a fanfic ah, waiting to happen. There it is. Okay, so sorry. What would you like to discuss? No, I mean I think it was. <laughs> I just loved the part where they're you know they're doing the whole thing and Zoe's all into it. Everyone's all into it, and all of a sudden. Boom! There's there's fire and there's the Bill of Rights and oh yeah, no American flag and then we've got Toby and, oh. and Josh over there going. You Wait can, a second! Did he just burn a flag in the East Room of the West Wing? Did that just happen? 
happened. You can even see it on their faces as, as it was happening. Like, as they're really going to do that, right? Like, I think they're starting to fold it up. You can just see like the dread yeah. moving into this their faces. This couldn't end well. There's no way no. that it could possibly end well. And it doesn't, and it doesn't matter if, he, if they actually burn the flag right. or if it's just the perception of it or right. private party, not private party. They know enough to know. Mm-hmm. And I think the whole the whole concept of that part really speaks to how fascinating it is how society in America can get really caught up on minute details of things that really don't matter well, in the while a lot of bigger things are happening. People are really uh, passionate about flag burning. That's true, they are. This was this was a fascinating fascinating thing to watch unfold and how we, you know heated everything got we've so had, fast. We've had two flag-centric episodes back mm-hmm. to back. Yeah. Was it on purpose? Are we just do we have a flag fetish on the West Wing now? <laughs> We, I can't wait to announce our new merch items, our West Wing flags. Because I feel like, you know, if pins are in, flags surely must Absolutely. be in as well. Absolutely. Do you have a West Wing flag? Probably not. I would, I would, I want a West Wing flag. <laughs> Stay tuned. Okay, so we've got the so birthday yeah. party. Birthday party, do the whole spiel. Um, Annabeth is trying to just, you know, dissuade all, all the hungry media. About, all they want to talk about is the flag. And Barley only wants to say it's... It's a private party. Which, you know, I was thinking about that. On one hand, yeah, it is a private party, but when you really start going down that that road, I don't know, it gets kind of murky because it is a private party, but you're also the President of the United States. It is the White House. That is something that is very socially unacceptable. Hmm. And at what, where's the, where's the line? Like, yeah, even though the way they framed it was they have the rights, they were celebrating the freedom to do this. Right. So many layers to all of that. But anyway, it was a nice little, there were a few moments of levity, even, even in the drama of it with Josh coming Uh to talk to them about the (laughs) the press release. He basically told them exactly what they had to say. Hmm. And once he did the whole spiel, Penn was like, oh, hi, I'm Penn. (laughs) So did you go to the law school? Yeah, did you go to law school? No, clown school. Clown school. Uh, also, when Charlie is asking for help on, you know, putting the lid back mm-hmm, on this mm-hmm, thing, mm-hmm. and uh, did, did he say? Did CJ say to light a fire under them, or yeah. what did he say? Uh, light them up. Light them up. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Puns for days. You know guys. I love Puns those. Puns for days. Um, this is also the episode where we meet Arnold Vinnick for yes. the first time. Yes. Welcome, Alan Alda. I love Alan Alda. I keep just... I I admit I love Alan Alda. I've never seen Mash. <gasps> That's probably not surprising. Oh my goodness! My That's experience really not that surprising. My experience <laughs> with Mash all has to do with like recess and finding and, out who your husband mm-hmm. and what your well, car and your house will be. It's very different. I will say, it's equally as entertaining. Yeah, very different. Are you a Mash fan? I am a Mash fan. I I, I like TV mash-ups. Land, guys. I watched quite a bit of TV Land growing up. I was a very cool child. Hashtag NASA nerd. Um, <laughs> and I watched a lot of Mash. And yeah, it's pretty can you funny. sing the theme song? Uh, Should we have done that today instead? I can sing, sing the theme song. For whatever reason, as soon as you asked me that, the theme song to Law and Order came to my head instead. Not, not sure it, why. Not the same. Very different. Um, but yeah, you should check out Mash. It's good. Right now, Sorry, guys, it's really good. Right now, I can only think of Monster Mash, and that's not very different. Not the same. Lots of mashes. So Alan Alda's here, and f- first of all, Josh approaches him at President Bartlett's, Bartlett's request or toward Leo, demand or CJ or Leo. <laughs> yeah, uh, and wants to offer him the job of UN ambassador, mm-hmm. even though he is a Republican. He's a Repub. 
and they still want him. And Josh has no say in the matter mm-hmm. at all. And he's still not going to China. It's it's a rough day for Josh. Poor Josh. And and you know he had he's to trying to there. put out yeah. fires <laughs> yes. all over town. He really is. And he didn't want to have to beg Vinick yeah, to so, do it, and he didn't have to. Well, so there's an upside. There's a silver lining. It is he didn't sil- want to have to beg for him to do it. And he didn't have to. So when he goes in to meet him, though, he has a very, like, like uh, Bartlett energy to him. He really does. In so much that he is, like, waxing philosophically mm-hmm. about, I don't know. He's talking anecdotally about shoe shines and... There's a lot of similarities in the tone and the, the temperature of both of them, I think. Plus, we get the fact that Bartlett wants Vinick to do this. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we already have Bartlett's seal of approval. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that colors... Our perception of him. What makes us not just in- instinctively dislike him? Unlike other candidates that we have to talk about. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I love Alan Alda. He is very charismatic. He is. I really did like the what he brought to the show, um, just in general, and the energy he brings to the show. How How is it that some people are just so likable and others just really don't have that I don't. Quality? I, that's so true, though. Some people have it. And he's got it in don't. he's got it in spades. So you know who doesn't have it? <laughs> Bingo Bob. But his name is Bingo Bob. I mean, Bingo, what a good time. <laughs> You'd think that he'd be able to like I know. keep it interesting. Nope. He'd be like, oh, policy, policy, bingo. Yeah. Who had B fifty seven? Not at all. Nobody. No. And surprisingly, so I mean, Josh is having a tough time professionally however in the last episode he got a job offer Mm -hmm. in this episode he also got a job offer so when you look at it that way same job two different people yeah i mean he's kind of having a good day can you imagine being approached to run a national campaign for president no i mean i mean even if you were completely unqualified to receive that request where someone thinks you could actually mm -hmm, do that mm -hmm, that's big that's a tall order how do you converse with people like that I don't know. I wouldn't mind. I live in Nashville. I would not know about that. <laughs> I would very much like to. I would like to. It'd be a fun little change of pace. Well, so Bob, Bingo Bob, wants Josh to run his campaign. Mm-hmm. Not Will, which was surprising to me. I think I was really surprised about it, too. But then again, I mean, Josh, Josh has that it factor that people want on their team. And, but I'm surprised uh, that Will was so in favor of it. Because it felt like he was so hungry... To do more, but maybe it really was that he just wanted to prepare the next guy. Yeah. Well, it, he did. A, if he really did want it, he did a really good job of passing passing it, it over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, but Josh doesn't want it because nope. he's not the right guy. No, he's, he's not, not the, the right, right guy, guy for the job. He knows it. And turns out Baker, who apparently oh, yeah. wasn't on Alf, I thought he was on Alf. It was married with children. Oh yeah, it is married with children. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I mean, your 80s sitcoms, they, they run together. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I just, I can envision him with 80s, a right? tiny little alien running around. <laughs> Sorry well, that it was just happened Indy, to be. And then it's just, see, all of them. Yeah. They all run together. I was very little in the 80s, okay? Mm-hmm. TV um, land, that's what I'm saying. MASH. <laughs> she missed out on MASH too, guys. I got to go back. I have some homework to do. Mm-hmm. But uh, Baker is not going to run. No. Running is terrible, so I don't blame him. I mean, I can't. I can see how someone would want to be president, but I can't see how they could look at getting there and be like, yep, I still want to do it, because it seems like one of the worst things ever. Man, it's two completely different jobs. It is. It's com- completely Cam- different Campaigning jobs. for the job is... Mm-hmm. And then actually doing it, I guess we're... Well... <laughs> 
<laughs> Let's start drinking now. Yep. How's the time is it? It's five, five o'clock, o'clock somewhere. somewhere. So what else? Uh, we uh, so Baker's out. Yeah. So with Baker out, he had the higher polling mm-hmm. numbers before. Mm-hmm. Um, but when he technically hadn't even started running, right? Right. But you but know, just, people yeah. know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Baker's out, which swings more votes to Bingo Bob and to Hoynes. Mm-hmm. So it, it's... We love Hoynes. Uh, <laughs> I mean, so now Vinick, is, with his all of his charisma and I all mean, of his electoral votes in California, right. it is now a dire... Yeah. And But did, do you, did you catch the part where Josh and Donna are watching Vinick mm-hmm. say he's going to run? And Donna said, you got a year to make me not vote for him. That's right. Which is a pretty big statement, bold statement, coming from that White House, that administration. Let's, but, I mean, he did give quite an impassioned speech. And he took the president's side on a few things. He too. did. That, that was, was the was worst so, like, part. It was the worst part. Because he was such a good he guy. <laughs> you like, you him like him so much. Yeah. And you're like, this, is, this does not bode yeah, well no. if we're all assumed I Democrats. I know. Exactly. <laughs> and then with Donna saying that, you're just like, oh, man, she's right. He is undeniably... Charismatic. Charismatic, and he's got the seal of approval as being qualified. Yeah. Yeah. So now we're in a tough spot because yeah. Josh has to find somebody who can beat him. Mm-hmm. I don't know. In California. Can he do it? I don't know. If, if he can't, I don't know who can. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I feel like Donna in this episode, listen, we know... <laughs> We know that Donna is frustrated with Josh. She's frustrated with her job. She's overall frustrated. Mm-hmm. She's had a tough year. And uh, I still feel like she's sassing him too much. She was real sassy. Like, if you're... I understand that he, he's not just a boss. It, but there's but still he's the still line. still your yeah. boss. There's still a line he's where... like, where's my report? You don't say, oh, it's over where it always... I mean... I don't know. It felt overly sassy. Uh, as, a, as a sassy person, I will <laughs> claim that. What? I am a sassy person. Um, I also work with people who are also friends. Uh, I'm very fortunate to have that kind of environment. For now. However, at the, yeah, <laughs> at, at the end of the day, there is still the line where, you know, they're your superior or they're your boss or they're your client or mm-hmm. whatever it is. And there still needs to be some sort of whatever. And I think Donna... We laugh about it, and we think it's cute, their repartee sometimes, but uh, also, I think she crosses the line. Yeah. She really does. If we're being honest, she crosses the line. She has, like, no fear of losing her job. No. I mean, she's not gonna, probably. Right. But still... I'm, I know, miss the sweetness, though. There's there's definite times I watched, and there were in this episode, where I was just like, uh, yeah. yeah, no. It's not it's not my favorite Dial it look. back. And Donna's trying to meet with Josh the entire episode. The whole episode. And he's effectively blowing her off on it. Granted. He has a few other things to do. He probably thinks she just wants a raise or something mm-hmm. like a new system of filing. It's or true. I don't know. Yeah. And he's trying to appoint the... Yeah, <laughs> this Republican as a UN ambassador. <laughs> He's trying to get the public to stop freaking out about a flag burning. Yeah, a He's not going to China. There. There's a lot going on. Yeah. He's probably not concerned with like what Donna wants. And True. she's really trying to make it happen, but she didn't in this one. No, she did not. To no avail. We'll see she what happens not. in the next episode. But while all of this is going on. We're going to China. <laughs> China. China. Um Yes, and the president is not doing well. Mm-mm. He couldn't, before they left for China, he could not sign his name yeah. on a document. 
Which this is the worst thing that's ever happened. I, I the I hate it. I I just we do. all hate it. I hate watching it. It it doesn't matter how many times I've seen it. I still feel the same oh. way, and I hate it. Oh. And you know when he when he asks the Surgeon General Millie Millie to come with him to China. Your, your your antenna goes up a little bit. You're like, okay. He lies really, about it. Yeah. He says that it's because Something they can just talk about talk whatever they need to talk about. Because, you know, lots of people bring people on 20-hour flights to China when they need to talk. I would not go on that flight. Absolutely. Even if Ryan got... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I say, even if Ryan Gosling asked me, I again, probably wouldn't go on a 20-hour flight. It's a very long flight. But we quickly find out once they're, you know, in the air, that's a really good thing that she's there. Because... Because he can't move at all. He can't do anything. He can't move both of his hands. And can you imagine, like, also, like, being in a plane. Don't want to. <laughs> going that kind of distance, full of press. Yeah. And in literally just a door over. Yeah, I can't believe that. Everything to be uncovered about the entire administration. Yeah, the because president. they can't. They can't even uh, cover it up because no. he can't shake hands, no. which is a There's huge... There's nothing they can do to hide it this time. All this, like, foreign diplomacy. Right. Like, how can you be respectful? Mm-hmm. You have to either, you know, have full disclosure and say what's going on. Right. How's this going to play? No, he right. wants... He says, you know, I'm your commander-in-chief mm-hmm. and this plane is going to land in China. Well, then on top of that, with South Korea, yeah. what happened in the midst of all of this when he's taking a rest... You know, because his one hand isn't working at all, and mm-hmm. CJ forces him to rest, comes in a little bit later to tell him about South Korea, and he can't move his entire body. Oh. And so to have, they take him out on that stretcher through all of the press while everyone's asleep, oh. and to the infirmary. And um, But can you imagine, like, thinking about the president, you know, getting in Air Force One, going on a flight, walking, mm-hmm. and then next thing you see, he's coming off of the plane. Mm-hmm. Not it, just in a wheelchair, but with an IV bag. Yes. Like, that is some substantial... But they had a good point, because, I mean, Bartlett was kind of in denial, maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know he's overly optimistic, and he's like, oh, this isn't the first time that a president has governed from True. a wheelchair. True, but we also knew in those times that the president, you know, was ill. Yes. I mean, they know. Well, yeah. But this would be a very stark uh, image. Mm-hmm. And he, even before they left, he said he didn't want to be this staff-dependent mm-hmm. um, uh, convoy. Like, yeah. he wanted to just go in the room one-on-one yeah. with the president and try to get things done. Because he's at the end of his term, right. and he wants to. He doesn't want to take small steps. He wants to actually make big plays. And here he is, not even able to feed himself. No. Millie has to feed him. Oh. It's just awful. It's just, it's, I don't like it. And where's Abby? Why is Maggie there? there? And and I hope they called her. I think they, they said did. they were going to call her. Yes. We don't see them do it. I hope they called her mm-hmm. because you know, can you imagine seeing your husband, the president, get off a plane in the wheelchair? Ooh. Abby, she'd lose her mind. I know. But what can they do? Oh, they can't do anything. I mean, they were right. He couldn't turn the plane around. I mean, have to they had fuel. to go. They had to just keep going, and it would cause more of a hubbub to turn the plane around and not end up there. So, yeah, that was a tough situation. Yeah, what's going to happen? Don't know. That was a cliffhanger. Yeah, they didn't even uh, resolve it for us. No, but watching him wheel himself down <sighs> the plane himself with such all of the effort it took. Yeah, it was it was a tough one. I don't like seeing Bartlett like that. No, it makes me so sad. No, it is very sad. Yeah. 
But it was a very good episode. It was, it was a very good episode. I mean, and there were a lot of heavy things going on. And it wasn't really that funny. But no, I feel like the, the stakes were so high yeah. that you were engaged. Mm-hmm. And CJ was baller. As CJ, usual. holding it Just down. the way she handles everything. And to not get frazzled. In the, I mean, good grief. When the president says to you, I can't move my own entire body. <laughs> And you're just supposed to stand there and not freak out. And okay. she just nailed it. Yep. She's great, as always. We had a little bit of Leo in this episode. Mm-hmm. So he's back in the White House, not having a candlelit lunch with CJ. Um, <laughs> so he's back, and we had a little bit of Kate and Toby, not a ton. Uh, like we said, Charlie was sitting next to Zoe. That's all we get yep. on there. Very much there. Storyline. Yeah. Do you think she really wanted Penn and Teller? bring that up i mean do we know what how old she turned i, I don't but it feel like no was she like 23 been. you know what the enough. 23rd birthday is magic there it is that's what you get you know i mean if someone was like hey do you want pin and tell her to come to your birthday i'm probably not gonna say no i would probably say no <laughs> i'm really not into magic i mean I don't like to, Elsa not into the mime thing, kind of freaks me out. He's not a mime, he just doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't talk. talk. But then it's like, what's his purpose? I don't know. We could go on a long tangent about Penn and Teller, honestly, because I don't understand the whole not talking thing. Does he really not talk? Does he like never talk? Of course he when talks. He How talk? could you? Maybe he makes, can't talk. That's not true. We don't know. Well, that would make your life very difficult. I know. He's probably the most uh, wealthy non-talker. Absolutely. Well, I don't know. There's probably a lot of internet people who don't talk. That's true. Unlike us. <laughs> We're just rolling in the dough, though. I don't talk at all. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I hate talking. Um, Can you tell? Also, I feel like this would be... I said we were going to start doing a thing where we have fake sponsors because we don't have a sponsor for the podcast. We should just, like, highlight things that are noteworthy, you know, that yeah. that we think are good. What do you um, got for me this week? Today? This week? Well, I'm, I'm going to say we've got a, a new t-shirt coming out. I'm very excited about. Guys, I've seen the t-shirt. It's You're true. like it. It's very, it's delightful. We did a little preview on our Instagram. That may not be the final mock-up, but I think we're going to have them coming out in the next week. You're going to like them, guys. So, that's gonna, that's our, get ready. That's our way of sponsoring ourselves yeah. because we are not independently wealthy and we have to pay to fly out to do these cast interviews and. I know you shouldn't feel sorry for us, but you should feel sorry for our bank accounts because we do this for you. It's true. But but beyond that, the shirts are really cool. So you're yeah. going to want to buy them. I want to buy them. Sure. They're going to be really cozy and you're going to want to buy them. Yes. So anyway, there's our, there's our less than 30 second uh, sponsor us yourselves. There you go. It's See, We it's the like, People. It is. It's like buy the people. but better because it's not Kickstarter. Yeah. It's just like start yourself. It's it's democratic. Exactly. It's by the people for the people. Just and for you the get love. a baller shirt. Yeah, you do. I said baller like three times. I just want everyone to know, I don't typically say baller. You will bring something out of Usually me. she just sits at home watching reruns of MASH. So true. Uh, there was also a funny part about shrimping. It made oh, me yeah. think of Forrest Gump. <laughs> Forrest Gump, me too. Well, she called them shrimp farmers. Shrimp fishermen. No, shrimp fishermen, yes, but they're just shrimpers. Shri- shrimping. shrimping. There was also a funny part where they're talking in the Oval to Bartlett about the fact that Shrimp is part of the trade, like a big mm-hmm. trade issue mm-hmm. when they go over there. <laughs> and this guy was just like, you know, shrimping. And then he makes this like tearing motion yeah, with his hands. hands. And there was something about just doing that little motion that I thought was so funny. 
It doesn't really translate on a podcast level, but just imagine. I just think the word shrimpin' is funny enough to be heard on the West Wing, so. I'm going to have to pull it from Forrest Gump and play it. Laugh is lack of, sorry. It's not, it's like a box of chocolates, guys. (laughs) You never know what you're going to get on the West Wing or any other place. Um, So, that is our recap of In the Room. If you guys have thoughts or feelings on this episode, things we missed, things you would like to discuss further, or thoughts on the next episode, which is... Impact Winter. You can Told you guys it was a cliffhanger, so you gotta tune in for the next one. Yes, it's true. I mean, they probably don't need much coaxing. They've oh, all seen it a million true. times. Uh, you can send us uh, your thoughts by uh, recording a voice memo, because that's what all the cool kids are doing on podcasts these days. And you can email us uh, with the memo at thewestwingpodcast at gmail.com. You can send it to us by midnight, by like 11.59 on Friday nights, every week. If we get it before the weekend... Then maybe we'll include it in the in the show. Ooh. So there you go. You can also hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, and we will let you know about those shirts as soon as they come out. And if there's more chatter about a reunion, ooh, you'll hear it. You'll you, hear it here. You'll hear it here, guys. Probably second because it will be heard somewhere else first. You, but well, it'll be close second. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> uh, I hope you guys have a good week. I think we'll all be tweeting quite a bit as we head into the January twentieth era. So we're all in this together. We have not solidarity. We guys. don't have four years left to podcasting, but I have said I'll start a new podcast where we rewatch The West Wing with cute boys who've never seen it, Ooh. and we'll call it Wingmen. <gasps> Look at that! So if you know of any eligible bachelors who would like The West Wing but haven't seen it yet, I not that we're trying to find husbands. Idea. I think we have our next podcast. In which I case, like we'll help you get through the next four years if you need help. Uh, we love you guys. We'll talk to you later.